0: welcome to 108 mindfully made the podcast a safe space where we'll discuss spiritual topics tips and tricks for living a more mindful present and purposeful life so go ahead grab your blanket a cup of tea and your meditation cushion because it's about to get real 108 mindfully made the podcast starts now everybody welcome to another episode i'm back i was mia for a while it's been a little bit of a crazy month so i just wanted to do a little intro uh and kind of just let you guys know what's been going on and just start off by saying thank you holy moly i know i said this before but i log onto this podcast app and i see how many downloads that these plate they're getting i'm literally like floored so thank you guys i you have no idea how much it means to me to know that um these things are resonating with you so it really really means a lot that you guys are listening and thank you so so much so be sure because I don't post really regularly I don't have a schedule um, to subscribe maybe drop me a line leave me some feedback because that way you'll be notified when the episodes do go up and I do have a lot more planned and a lot of really cool guests coming on and a lot of really cool meditations and things like that to share with you so that's all in the works so yes you definitely don't want to miss that uh, so be sure to subscribe and like I said if you drop me a line leave me some feedback it helps me get ideas and just let me know what you guys think I'm so 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 grateful so thank you guys so much today is a really exciting episode because this is my first guest her name is Mia Carrillo of At Eclectic Wellness she is someone who just blows me away and truly inspires me. Uh, she's someone that I really, it's funny because I think I've only known her a year, I want to say, maybe better a year ago or a year and a half ago. I feel like I've known this girl my whole life. She's one of those people that just truly a beautiful, beautiful soul um, and you just feel like like you've known her forever. She's just wonderful. So I'm really excited to share her story today because it's a truly inspiring one. She has so much insight and wisdom to share about nutrition and healing and your relationship with food and just so much perspective. Uh, to give and so she's gonna come on today and share her offering with you guys and just tell her story so without further ado we'll get to the interview it's a pretty long one so I just say bear with us literally we sat here and we talked for probably like two hours just like shooting the shit about anything and everything um with regards to food nutrition health, wellness, you name it. We pretty much touched on it. I tried to edit this, but it was next to impossible. Everything she said had so much validity and insight that I felt like I just couldn't take anything out. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, so yeah, without further ado, I'll let her take it away. It might get a little bit um, loud, uh, with the audio so just bear with me you might you might want to maybe um, turn it down a little bit before we get started so I'm giving a little warning all right guys uh, so without further ado here's the interview i just be like so hi everybody, welcome to this episode of the podcast. I have my first guest with me. This is Nia Carrillo from Eclectic Wellness and you can find her at Eclectic... Uh, Can't talk. <laughs> See, I get all flustered when I have people in front of me. I won't look at you. Sometimes that makes it weird. <laughs> at Eclectic Wellness on Instagram. Um, and so she is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to nutrition and health um, and has has a very extensive background so I definitely utilize her as a resource <laughs> as often as I can um, and she helps women basically just really step into their power and own their bodies and feel really good in their skin and just has a really amazing message to put out to women so I have her here today to discuss you know something that we all struggle with I'm sure is food mm-hmm. so and our relationship directly to food mm-hmm. and how and where that stems from so so, Nia, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background?
1: <laughs> oh, where to begin?
0: Um, When I was 13 was,
1: like, probably, like, my biggest aha moment with, like, food and, like, weight loss. At 13 years old, I weighed 225 pounds. Wow. Yes. Um, and when I tell people that, I've never, like, ceased to get that type of reaction. You right. <laughs> know, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I was. Like, and to me, it's, like, just totally normal. Right. Um. But it, I don't have a lot of pictures from myself then. But when I see them, I'm like, that doesn't even like feel like me. Yeah, it's a it, whole other person I lost. Um, but I dealt with a lot of like childhood trauma. Wasn't raised by <clears> my <throat> biological parents, so I'm sure that was one way in which I like, kind of protected and shielded myself was with food. It was my like addiction. Uh, my first like aha moment was I was in the doctor's office and. I was in an attempt to avoid a second year of PE in college. You could do a sport your freshman year, and then um, you wouldn't have to do PE the second year. And I hated PE. I always did. So I got a physical at the doctor's office, and this woman was very large, like I would say obese, like clinically obese. And she was getting on to me for my weight and like scolding me, like. There was no way this woman, like, ate right, just based, like, unless she had some medical condition I don't know about. I just, like, sat there, like, as a thirteen year old like, this is, like, so hypocritical. Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then she said instantly, like, as soon as I thought that, like, you may be thinking, like, oh, why is this overweight woman telling me what she And then I was, like, in my head, like, yeah, I am thinking that. <laughs> and she was, like, well, I had kids, so I'm allowed to be this overweight, and I'm an adult. And I was just like, what? Wow. <laughs> like, so I'm – once I'm uh, over 18, like, in five years, this is socially acceptable. And so – but at 13, I couldn't, like, really process that. So I just started to cry, and I ran out of the doctor's office. And oh gosh. I spent, like, one or two weeks in softball. I hated sports. <laughs> <laughs> I did the second year of PE. Um, <laughs> but I started to, like, just really, like, okay, like, if I don't want to do a sport, I need to be, like, active. And my grandma always told me, like, if you're – like start like good habits when you're younger because when if you wait till you're older it's a whole lot harder and Mm -hmm. that's so true like Mm -hmm. so I'm like you know what like I'll take that piece of advice at 13 so I would walk I did like step aerobics in addition to like PE class I limited my calories I had really no idea what I was doing when I started especially like being so young but somehow I just lost 60 pounds and then I got to like college and i hired a personal trainer after like gaining that freshman 20 and i started to like really like change the way i looked at exercise like kind of like this is fun like what are all the new ways that i could try because i wasn't forced to do sports so i never like was active consistently um and then i developed like what they call now orthorexia where like it's like obsessiveness with clean eating like food scared me Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was 21 when that happened, Um, and I would, like, literally, like, the idea of eating out with friends and, like, drinking anything other than a vodka soda, like, put me in, like, trepidation,
0: like... type of fear. So you went from like one end of the spectrum to the exact opposite of yeah the, oh my gosh. Wow. So and I never
1: thought of it as a problem because it was like I was eating healthy and right. it wasn't like I was anorexic or any of that. Like I ate it but like ate food but I had like a certain like rules around it. Like I didn't eat fast food which is fine. <laughs> it's preferable. <laughs> it's a good thing. But like I thought like I judged people who did. Mm. Um You couldn't catch me drinking anything other than water, which still is good, but, like, the idea of, like, eating an In-N-Out burger was, like, terrifying. To, like, one point my mom made me eat an In-N-Out burger and a Frappuccino because I hit this, like, plateau of weight loss. And, like, I started to, like, shame my body. I lost my period, like, because I just, like, ate so low carbs. And then I found
0: intuitive eating. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a journey you went on. I mean, honestly, like that's – so to develop so you, to develop that sort of like that relationship with food to going to being like this like comforting thing mm-hmm. to uh, like it. fear this like fear-based mm-hmm. space, that's just – that must have been such a challenge and such a journey though – and now you've sort of found your way back to the middle ground. Yeah. It just kind of goes to show you, like, all things in moderation, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> wow, that's 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 just a wild journey. I commend you for everything you've yeah, been through. I had yeah. no idea. Oh, that's, yeah. So, orthorexia.
1: Um, it's now in the, like, ugh, I forget the exact, like, medical, like, diagnostic. Oh, the
0: DSM-5? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It's recent. I think it, like, started... I want to say less than 10 years ago. I was going
0: to say because I've heard of anorexia, yeah. bulimia, those types of So they consider it like an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Wow. So like people who like compulsively work out, it's kind of a similar thing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's
1: more so like the fixation and fear of food, but like you eat healthy, so it's kind of hard to like notice it in people. Um, the person experiencing definitely knows like, well, they probably at some point realize like, is not a way to live and I think that's when people start to find more like flexibility in their dieting if they are seeking like a healing relationship because it's not sustainable
0: yeah I was gonna say I feel like a lot of times you see these huge like people who like want to go completely vegan mm-hmm. or they want to do like these extreme keto diets you hear mm. about all of these like <laughs> fat. oh my gosh you just like literally cringed you're like oh god I know tell me about it but it's just like I feel like you you have to make It has to be a lifestyle change. And I know that that's like something that's so redundant. I feel like Mm -hmm. people say it all the time. But it's a testament seeing what you've gone through Mm -hmm. and you've been there to know that that is the only way for Mm -hmm. it to be something lasting that's going to benefit your health. Yeah. Over the long haul. And that's just, um, you know, it's, you look back now, I'm sure, and... I see where I went wrong in like a million directions, but But it wouldn't have brought you to this point, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. So, so okay, people talk a lot about um, like mindful eating mm-hmm. and then you hear intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to me, like I always hear like being mindful and intuitive. I feel like you're just being really aware, but also um, they're different, correct? Yes. Okay. So
1: after I graduated college, I came across this book, Intuitive Eating, which is kind of like to me like the bible of intuitive eating and that whole branch of like different way of like taking on your health um these two dietitians wrote this book and basically like if you look back even like 30 years ago people were still obsessed with diets it was just like what was the trend like in the 90s i think like people feared like fats and then it was carbs with the atkins diet and then you take it back even to like the 50s like you should eat fat, it's good for you, or you shouldn't eat fat, it's bad oh, for you. like Same the red like,
0: meat's good for the mm, growing kids. Red cat, meat milk. And potatoes yes. and milk. yeah, milk.
1: There's mm-hmm. just, all, it doesn't, it, this is not new. It's just what form it's taken. But so I came across this book and they basically discussed that. And um, if you want to read it, it's just called Intuitive Eating. I think mm-hmm. it's. Evelyn Treble is one of the authors of it, but I, like, literally wrote them an email because I, my life was changed. I went to Europe, and I, like, looked around, and, like, not saying, like, thin equates to healthy, but, like, these people were naturally, like, active, they walked everywhere, they ate cheese and drank wine and had pasta, like, oh, pasta, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they maintained a healthy weight, like, and they are probably a lot healthier than, like, the diets that we eat here, like, in the, stand- like, American diet. Wow. So I like sat there and I'm like, okay, like if they can eat whatever they want, it's probably because they have like some sense of like balance. So I took on the like both like com- combination of intuitive and mindful. To me, intuitive, and this is what they kind of preach in the book is like, oh, I want a cookie, I'm gonna have a cookie. If you have like all these foods that you don't keep in your house, um, keep them in your house and allow yourself as many as you want till you get sick. And not – they don't promote you getting sick, but they want you to set with those emotions. Like, what is it? Like, why are you – why do you feel like you have to eat this? And it's just because you feel like you're never going to have it because it's that dieting mentality, like Mm. restrictive mode. And usually people like, go crazy the weekend before they start a diet because they never could have those foods again because the diet doesn't allow them. But that diet is not going to stick with them for the rest of their life. So intuitive eating is basically – listening to your intuition but I think it goes deeper and that's when it turns into mindful eating for it to be something that's truly healthy like I had a client um right now and she's allergic to gluten sugar um yeast (laughs) um so she can't have like Like she can have chips, but then she loves salt and vinegar chips And she came to me with a very strong knowledge of intuitive eating and so she's like I would keep salt and vinegar chips in my house all the time After I read this book because I was like kind of like taking the reins and the fear like I can set with this food and not be Scared of it. So intuitive eating encourages you eat the chips and you in the beginning probably will gain weight because your body's so used to being if you are coming from a dieting um background it's used to a low amount of food or foods that are lower in carbs and maybe you're gaining water weight so you have to be comfortable with that and that is like a really big like working process but um so she ate all these chips and she got so sick but now so she would like eat them every day like bags of them like those kettle cooked chips and then Eventually, like the allure of the food just wore off. It's like, I can have this whenever I want. Like, I don't need to eat it in like copious amounts. And that's what intuitive eating is teaching you. Mindful now to me is when you sit there and like, okay, I want chips. Do I just want them because I'm hungry and that's what I'm craving? And you kind of like go through that series of questions. Like you're curating mindfulness around this whole decision. You're becoming the observer. So I'm not judging myself because I want McDonald's or uh, the salt and vinegar potato chips, but I'm asking myself and digging deeper like am I having this because like This isn't a food I typically eat and it has lots of high fat and high salt and maybe I'm just like trying to bury an emotion like trying to like Be that younger version of me where I use food to shield myself like is there something that I'm not addressing in my everyday life um, That maybe food is like trying to like bury and not like bring to light into the surface
0: does that make sense? Sorry, that's yeah, a really no, answer. that makes total sense. I mean, to, yeah, like you're basically trying to get to the root of the problem, which mm-hmm. is essentially what being mindful is, is really looking at every. <laughs> Meditation is to be that observer. To be the observer 100% mm-hmm. and really observe why it is that you're making those decisions and those choices. Um, I hadn't gotten to read the intuitive eating book yet, and I'm really excited to, because to, to, I know you were like, you've got to read it. I still <laughs> like go back
1: and read chapters. It's just like.
0: Ugh, it's a wealth of knowledge. It's just, I think it's, um, I'm really surprised to hear that they say, keep those things in your home mm-hmm. um, and eat them basically like, not really big, yeah. but like just allow allow yourself to have them mm-hmm. like as often as you feel like you want them. Yep. And then, so what if you don't necessarily binge on the food and it makes you feel like, it doesn't make you feel ill, but you're just kind of like continuing to eat in that way, then, like, eventually, does it, does it turn into something else, or? So are you asking, like, if,
1: like, you kind of, like, create, like, poor dietary behaviors, like?
0: Yeah, poor dietary behaviors in moderation that are, well, I guess I wouldn't really say it's, I just say, like, consistent, poor dietary behaviors, because the foods foods that are are not
1: serving your body. Exactly, yeah. That's where I feel like, I I get a lot of, like... (laughs) recently as i like talk about more like mindful eating and like my journey and my beliefs around it like food is so freaking controversial topic and i've always said that it's like very high up there with like religion and politics i feel (laughs) like i like i i don't eat dairy and i often get asked like why don't you eat dairy like and then this big old spiel so i just basically try to keep it at a minimum but on social media i've tried to keep or i've tried to be small but now i'm like no this is my beliefs right and some people with the intuitive eating have this concept it's called Haze, haes H A E S, Health at Every Size. And it's basically a complete anti-diet approach. And I would say an anti-diet in that like you don't have to live like restrictively and like mm-hmm. dieting in the sense of like no carbs, no this, um, slim fast, <laughs> things like that. But there are there are a group of people that I get a lot of backlash from saying, "Go, oh, you're an intuitive eater, or you say you're an intuitive eating person or facilitator, yet you promote weight loss and healthy eating, and um, they call me controversial, or not controversial, hip- hypocrite. I got that the other day. Oh my god! <laughs> so. Wow. But then it, like, really, like, got me to think, like, no, like, I'm preaching, like, being healthy. So mm-hmm. that's where I I prefer to say mindful, but I do say intuitive. And sometimes they're interchangeable. <laughs> um, but I think mindfulness, mindful eating is a branch of intuitive eating. Right. And, like, to go back to answer your question, like, I think that's the difference I have in viewing things is, like, there has to be this, like, period where you, like, kind of do take that allure off of foods and with my clients I don't necessarily go with that but I do encourage them to explore it that area of it but usually people come to me wanting to lose weight and I'm not here to say like oh you're fine like you feel great people know where their average like set point is and like where they feel like they're carrying a shield so I think my job and my like work is like to be that person to be like to kind of help them get to that point where they like kind of do that deductive thinking of like, do I really want this? Or like, is this going to serve me and honoring your body? Like if dairy doesn't agree with you, maybe you probably shouldn't be eating Cheetos or things like that. Like, um, trying to find a respectful, um, way of going about allowing yourself to eat what you want, but taking the mindset, I choose not to eat that food because it doesn't feel good in my body and I respect my body.
0: Yeah, it's almost like becoming almost like a therapist in mm-hmm. a way to a lot of people. You yeah, feel that? like <laughs> you're, I call myself a coach. <laughs> I don't want to say that I'm a therapist. therapist but, yeah. but yeah, I mean, essentially it's like you're helping people to discover, uncover the, the root issues as mm-hmm. to why their relationship with food is the way it is. And I think it goes to like, I remember like I would be sitting at the dinner table and my mom would always be like, you need to finish what's on your plate oh, clean plate club. clean plate yeah <laughs> clean plate clean life you know like like you you couldn't get up until you ate everything on your plate Things that's funny you bring
1: that up because I was feeding my dogs this morning and like I like to use dogs as an example was, like they'll keep eating until like yeah you feed them but if you take a look at like what they like before their puppies I feel like after they've like passed puppy stage like they will kind of regulate their own eating like I my dog didn't finish his food yesterday. I noticed, and I'm like, oh, just just, that's pretty normal. Sometimes, like every couple weeks, like he'll leave the leftovers, and it's not it's because he wasn't hungry. Like no one was there to like force him. But if I sat there and like gave him like a French fry or something, he would eat that. So it's like, where do we like create that connection? I think it starts like when you're a little bit older than an infant, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because when you're 18 months, is when your gut. But but, yeah, I don't want to say probiotics, not uh, your gut microbiome is like completely sealed, the deal created by like done, yeah. So, by the time I'm 18, like I have had the same like content of my bacteria, like the genes and everything that lives in that that microbiome was set like when I was 18 months,
0: wow. So,
1: Um. things that your parents fed you could literally affect how like the foods you like kind of gravitate or like a your healthy relationship is with how they um kind of made you eat food when you weren't hungry or hurry up and eat is another one we got oh I get that all the time
0: (laughs) I mean even as a nurse it's like it's like you gotta you gotta eat your food Mm because you gotta go so then you're you're like Mm rush eating and I know that that's not good for me either (laughs) yeah like (laughs) the clean plate club and the hurry up and eat like even
1: as a kid like I see so many like parents like the kid will kind of just be like playing with the food at like dinner mm-hmm. and then the parents like hurry up and eat and these things like we don't think they do anything to right. us but then you, we're, you see us like chewing food so fast that like we're burping or we're bloated and the like um whole like clean your plate like we do that at restaurants and think of like how ginormous those oh, portions, those portions but, are <laughs> so huge I
0: think I was gonna ask you eating out is such a because it's such a social thing Oh, yeah. I feel like it's such a social thing. And then, you know, you do feel this, like, I paid for this meal. Uh-huh. I want to <laughs> get my money's worth. And, you know, I make it a habit to be like, oh, I'm going to box this up and take it home for later. But, like, realistically, like, how often do we actually do that? Yeah. you know? Oh, yeah.
1: I was at that Val- for my Valentine's Day dinner with my husband. And then we were going out with friends. And he's like, well, I don't think that they're going to let us into this bar after with like the food, I might oh. as well just eat it. And I was like, man, that thought crossed my mind too. <laughs> and I like, I have this like strong knowledge and grasp, but like, I'm not like, like, it's nothing that doesn't happen to everyone. It's just about creating a mindset and like actually falling through with those behaviors. Like just because I have all the education and experience me and I don't fall victim to it. Right. Um, that's like a really like tricky one one tip that people often use is because the serving sizes are super huge is they ask the waiter to box everything halfway like say I order spaghetti or something like oh can you box um half of it up and then just serve me half and you'll look at the portion and it's still pretty large and I've done that with like pizza and um I felt perfect.
0: And then you have the others,
1: and it's like, oh am out, I have lunch tomorrow. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, I think that's a great idea in terms of asking them to do it before it even comes to the table so there's, like, less temptation. Mm-hmm. And you can get a realistic idea of how much they're actually serving oh, you yes. because I feel like it's... Yeah, <laughs> I... As we get older, too, like you said, the microbiome stays the same. Um, is You it, can shift it. I was going to say, can you shift it, like, you over can, time?
1: Like, there's the saying that the what is it the genes load the gun and our lifestyle pulls the trigger so Mm. like I'm reading um how not to die if any of anyone's read that out there but so it's this guy (coughs) that pretty much goes through like how vegetables um can like pretty much beat most cancers it's just that we eat so little in our American diet that like we eat high meat consumption and that contributes to high cancer so we never see these benefits of like the vegetables and what they can actually do for our bodies and um he was saying how like we like to use the excuse that like oh this is just my genes but like only like 20 percent of like whatever happens to us in terms of like disease is because of our genes and then our lifestyle kind of like gave fuel to those genes um so if your parents, like, fed you poorly, like, and you had, like, a really poor diet, like, growing up and, like, even if not, like, screwed for the rest of your life, but it does, like, form, like, those behaviors that might – that's why some people have, like, those poor relationships with food or, like, um, a more, like – some people have, like, that taste for, like, salty foods and some sugar and it just – we all have, like, kind of, like, our trigger food, I guess. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with, like, what you were fed as a kid, like –
0: um, yeah, the, definitely that. So when you sit down to eat or when you're choosing food in the grocery store, like what are some of the big things that you are looking for? And I mean, cause mm-hmm. you say you're not really, you, you don't promote like a diet, but mm-hmm. it's also like more so just when you, you know, cause I know I feel overwhelmed sometimes with yeah. like figuring out what is it I'm going to eat? Like what kind of recipes, like where am I going to get my recipes from? And then what do I need to buy? And, I think, like, my biggest hack, and
1: this came with, like, workouts and eating right, was Pinterest. Like, thank God for Pinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I recently come across this app called Plan to Eat, and uh, you can use it on your computer, too. So, basically, I, when I was eating right, like, when I first started to, like, change my eating habits, like, okay, this is a lifestyle change, like. I don't want to feel deprived and I had that mindset at the beginning and then it just turned into obsession um was that I would look like healthy whatever version so for now I eat no dairy so like healthy dairy-free version of uh mac and cheese and so then I find a recipe that I like that's super simple and like realistic like because I'm not gonna spend an hour on making this dish right um and then this plan to eat app it literally populates, like, a grocery list based off the ingredients once you oh, put the what? link in. And then you can, like, make a calendar of um, your uh, meal. So, like, okay, Saturday or Friday night, we're going to have this vegan mac and cheese. And then Monday and Wednesday, we'll have uh, tacos. And then I get all the uh, recipes from Pinterest or things that I like to cook with um and then I can put them in this, and then I go like, Amazon Prime or to the grocery store and get it. My, like, rule of thumb is, like, when I go to the grocery store, 75% of my groceries should be from my produce section. If I find, like, I let my husband go grocery shopping.
0: <laughs> I was I'm just going to on the next thing I was
1: going to ask about his husband, like, how do we deal with that? <laughs> uh, he's actually, like, he's not unhealthy at all. He has the, like, most healthiest relationship I've seen with food, and that's interesting to me because like <laughs> he's super fit but he eats whatever he wants pretty much but 90% ninety so percent <laughs> is plant-based because like it's whatever I choose like he'll help right. me pick things out but he loves his crackers and things like that like boxed foods and there are good products for that but I buy like one box and that's gonna last us for like the week we each get our own little pick just because people love snacking I love snacking but um sometimes we get, like, sucked into that, like, realm, because we don't eat meat either. Well, 90% he doesn't. Um, but I don't eat meat, and sometimes we get sucked into, like, those fake meats and, like, eating too much, like, soy products. And they are, like, healthier food right now. Right. So my thing is, like, I always go, and I've said this to you, too, is, like, rainbow effect. So each uh, color of the rainbow feel red, orange, yellow, green, blue. And... Um, I make sure I'm getting that in my cart. So my cart literally looks so pretty every time I'm done and then I get all those different vitamins and I'm not sitting there like oh where do I get vitamin D or and I make sure also too like with those meals I'm choosing like if it says like oh get um potatoes okay well I'm probably gonna get a sweet potato so I get that variety of color or something like I make it my own.
0: Right. Wow. So like when you go to the grocery store and you're looking at labels, like, specifically, like, snacks, mm-hmm. boxed food, because I feel like that's, like, the guilty pleasure for yeah. everyone. If you, I've heard the rule. If you can't pronounce it, don't buy it. <laughs> that, that's pretty much. The, that your, or if you
1: don't know what it is. Yeah. Because
0: okay. um,
1: I feel like living in San Diego, we're really lucky. Or, like, yeah. living in Southern California specifically, like a lot of like these brands are like based here so we have like such a huge like variety to choose from especially like when eating out as well. Oh yeah,
0: I feel like we are so <laughs> I get in this little <laughs> bubble. So your coaching program that you have um like so so tell me a little bit about that like what does that entail? I'm actually like switching things up right now oh, but cool. um
1: I call it holy shift. <laughs> um and the idea behind it is to be a mind, body, and soul transformation because I'm not so focused on my clients losing weight, which it's awesome when they do, because they do come to me with weight loss goals. And it's not to say that if you have to lose weight or be skinny or thin or some certain body shape to be worthy of self love, but um, I've done a lot of like deeper work with myself, like to know that when I lost 85 pounds I I didn't automatically love myself like I in fact thought like once I did like everything would be so smooth like and it just was not the reality so I'm as these women are losing weight and like feeling more comfortable in their bodies as they learn like better eating habits and more um, mindful approaches to eating um, and I also preach plant-based eating, so I still eat fish and eggs, but dairy and meat, like, I cut out of my diet. I don't force that onto my clients, but most of the time, um, they give up dairy. I've, actually, no, they all do. <laughs> um, I've found dairy to be, like, this huge culprit, <laughs> and Inflation. I've never met anyone that, like, it's like, I feel great after I eat a cheese pizza. It's no. the dairy. It's not the carbs. <laughs> Maybe it's, oh, the overeating, but, like. The dairy is the culprit.
0: <laughs> yeah, the dairy is the root of all problems I feel like <laughs> I feel like for me too. Like I once I once I eliminated dairy from my diet or like like majority I noticed that mm-hmm. when I would have it, I would feel horrible. Oh, like yeah. just just <laughs> gassy and bloated and once you ugh. give it up like
1: it, your body loses like a partial or like like the enzyme to support it to digest it. So there's, like, this rebound effect that my clients always go through is, like, where they come to me with the desire to give it up. I'm never, like, you have to give it up. I just, hey, you might want to consider but they always come to me, like, hey, like, I know this doesn't agree with me, so I help them, like, not switch things up with crappy products or, like, live without it and, like, know that you don't need it. Right. Um, But uh, they'll have this effect where they're like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to have, like, a slice of pizza. Like, I'll be fine. And they always come back to me with the most, like, craziest things that happened to them. Like, oh, my God. Like, I ran to the bathroom. I almost missed my flight. Or (laughs) (laughs) another one was, like, um, I almost threw up. Like, I felt so horrible. Someone sent me, like, a picture of them after they ate dairy and before. And it was just, like, oh, like my work here is done, like, and then that's usually when they're like, okay, I don't want it anymore, because, like, they see that, like, huge effect that it creates in their body, and the crazy thing is, is that, um, before they even start out with me, they're just so used to, like, living on this low vibration of, like, wellness, that once they make that change, they're like, that's no longer acceptable to them, and, like, that's not what feels good, and they know, like, they have, like, a higher standard when it comes to, like, taking care of their body um but yeah so I have a minimum three month requirement for my program I used to do like um session by session Mm -hmm. but I got a coach and she's like really girl like do you think like you're gonna like actually promote transformation with someone in an hour like you can give someone a meal plan and they're not gonna do anything with that you need to like be there to like kind of hold their hand so I've like looked at it a way as like every time I meet a client, I just see some piece of myself within them and it's like, all right, who was the person that I needed when I was that person? So, it's kind of like to guide a former version of myself, I like to say. Um, And it just, it's like, honestly, it just comes natural to me. Like, even though I have my master's in this, it's like, yeah, I'll reference that and I have, like, true education in it but it's more so, like, uh, going through that healing journey with, like, food and, like, kind of, like, uncovering those, like, Ways in which, like, food became a shield and, like, a blockage for me is, like, I take that opportunity to go to that space with my clients. Because if I don't do any of that inner work with them, like, there's really, like, nothing different than doing Weight Watchers with me or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, you might as well just go do
1: Weight Watchers is in my point.
0: And you you can operate from anywhere. So you mm-hmm. can have clients... You, didn't I hear you say that you have very few clients who are actually, like, local? I only have one in San Diego. That's crazy. Yeah. So you can... So you can do this for anyone anywhere in the world mm-hmm. and just with the beauty of technology. Oh, yeah. So you're transforming <laughs> lives globally. That's freaking awesome. Oh, that is kinda cool. <laughs> you're like, I haven't thought about it that way. No. no, that's that just the reach and the 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 potential to take this to that level. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So as far as when you because um, I know that you would come like, so like when you're doing, like if someone doesn't live here and you do like the pantry swap, cause I know you go in yeah. and so Nia does this thing where she's going to like come into your house and she's going to, she's going to go, we are going to go through your pantry and it's kind of like going through your dirty laundry a little bit. I like Marie condo for, yeah, for your pantry. Yeah, for your pantry. Does it spark joy No, but really, Don't you feel like that's kind of like, I feel like the sparking joy thing, that's so true for food, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's really about asking yourself, when I eat this, do I feel better? Better after I eat this oh, or yes. do I feel like like I like like shit like- <laughs> <laughs> to put it simply,
1: no I have taken that like affirmation if you will like with everything like if I buy something like am I just buying this because I have the money to buy it or like does this skirt actually like spark joy in forever 21 <laughs> like <laughs> then I'll spend the crappy 20 dollars on it like yeah um And then, like, the way that intuitive eating kind of plays into that, too, is, like, all right, like, I really want this cookie. I know that, like, sometimes, like, dairy doesn't agree with me, but I love cookies. And if I'm at a party, like, a holiday party, this is where it's, like, usually it plays into the, um... So, the whole thing where like sweets are everywhere, yeah, and it's like, I know that this cookie tastes good and I really want it. Am I okay? And I have to be okay with this if I get bloated afterwards and I don't feel well. And if I'm accepting of the sensations it's going to cause, then I will eat it. If oh, I am wow. not accepting, like, yeah, you know what, like. That's going to give me a stomach ache and then I'm going to probably feel so insecure about my stomach and call myself fat and like say all these really negative things and it's just going to be this domino effect of like poor mindset. Then like, no, I don't need to eat that cookie.
0: <laughs> so you really, so it's really like a blend of intuitive eating and mindful eating. Yeah. That's 100% what you're doing because you're literally talking through the process in your mind and mm-hmm. saying, okay, am I, I'm going to feel this way. I'm going to go down this rabbit hole Am I okay with that? Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that approach because I I feel like realistically, if we really sat there and gave ourselves 20 seconds to think that out in our Mm -hmm. heads, half the times we wouldn't put things into our mouth that we do put (laughs) into our mouth. So it's really about taking the time and just like like you said, I think it comes down to self-worth, too. Like, oh, yeah. am I worthy of eating well? Am I worthy of spending the money to buy more organic produce or, oh, yeah. you know, because I feel like there's this market, there's this niche market around health food and it's like, it's expensive. I mean, you know, and a lot of people say it's expensive to eat healthy. Yeah, but it's also expensive to get type 2 diabetes and have to go to the doctor and buy insulin, you know, when you're in your 40s. So it's kind of like, you know. so true. It's like you're going to spend money one way or the other. Where do you want to put that I energy like, in?
1: I like to reword it and say, like, it's an investment. Like, Yeah, there you go. I mean, college is expensive. Buying a house in California is expensive. But, like, do I really want it? Is it going to make me feel good? Like, again does it spark joy um, right so it's more like this is an investment and like anything you invest with for yourself is like no dollar wasted like whether it's a coach or um going to college or spending two dollars more for organic berries versus the regular one like again I do that mindful eating thing where it's like All right, do I spend the $2.99 for regular raspberries or, because right now it's winter, $6.99 for organic (laughs) raspberries? And sometimes I'm like, oh, that's pretty steep. And then I'm like, think of all those chemicals and then they're going to go into my body. I know I have a sensitive gut. Like, do I, and it just, I am worth spending an extra $4 on.
0: (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that that just, it's so, really comes back to, uncovering why do why do we as women sometimes feel so unworthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this is such a huge theme right oh, now, yeah, is yeah. like our self-worth. Like, I don't feel worthy to call myself X, Y, and Z, or to present myself in this way. You know, and you don't, no one ever says that. No one ever says, oh, I don't feel worthy of, oh, yeah. of this That's and that. a strong statement, but it's, it's just, like what you're telling it's yourself. It's what you're <laughs> telling yourself inadvertently when you make these decisions, and mm-hmm. you make these choices. So I just think it's so interesting that especially when it comes to food it's so much of it is tied to self-worth like I'm and you don't even realize you're doing it and it's like <laughs> yeah. man girl you're gonna get back down to the roots of like the childhood and taking it back to pull that requires it out. work pull we don't want to re- do
1: that a lot of people don't want to do no, that it doesn't <laughs> it's too it, painful it's
0: painful it's self. it's self-reflective it takes time and it's uncomfortable and mm. some people aren't ready for that but I always say that people come into you, especially when you're doing any type of intuitive work, any type of healing work, people who are meant to come in your path will find you. Mm-hmm. You know, by way of social media or friends or family, they will come into your path. And those that that, that maybe just aren't a good fit or aren't ready, then mm-hmm. those, th- you know, that's fine. And you, I think it's just so cool that you put yourself out there in that way and, you know, scrutiny is something that I feel like like you said weight loss industry so there's so much
1: it's a fine line of like like when I first began I was like all right my whole thing was like no dieting for my clients I do not ever want them to feel restricted like and I'm not cheap but what I like to say is that I help women like basically like hop hop the timeline like it literally took me let's see I'm going to be 28, 15 years to get to this point of like being comfortable in my body. And I mean, not every day is a great day. Sometimes I'll hate on myself and like, that's just, I think life, (laughs) but like for the most part, I feel like I feel so comfortable in my body. I have a respect for it in terms of the kind of foods I like have a deep knowledge of like energy work and like, okay, I'm eating that because like, I'm really nervous about XYZ and like, I'm trying to like, hide my dim my light or um, I know how much fat is in something just by looking at the serving size and like that's taking me this long to get here so when someone pays me it's like you don't have to do 10 years of this. You can figure this out in three months. Like that's like my, my formula.
0: Yeah. You've created this algorithm by taking what you've mm-hmm. learned and applying it, allowing other people to apply it to their lives. And yeah. That's, that's a beautiful gift you're giving people. Oh, um, well, thank you. you. Know, I have <laughs> a gift. Truthfully, I think it's a total gift of to, to be able to, to take something that for you was so difficult mm-hmm. and took you so long and to turn it around into something that can be a service to so many people. I think that's really cool. What good was it <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I don't share it? It's <laughs> true, right? I mean, but I just think it's that's just incredible. So as far as your husband goes, I guess that's the big question. So how? Because like I know, like my husband, he was like meat and potatoes. Mm, so is my he still is <laughs> like he'll drink a full glass of milk with like every meal, and, and that used to <laughs> be my husband. <laughs> yeah, and he. He's very like, um, you know, he likes his burgers and he could mm-hmm. be happy if I, if, if he just had a steak for dinner and mm-hmm. like nothing else. Like, you know, where he's always getting on my case, you need the vegetables and you need the sides and you need this and that. And I'm like, well, yeah, because diet needs to be balanced mm-hmm. and I don't feel good if I just eat a piece of meat. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not enough for me. Um, so tackling that, cause I feel like that. Like like I said before, like we're so social in the way, like food is such a huge part of what we do socially. That's okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and like I
0: think that as far as dealing with that, what's kind of like a boundary, or how do you how do you how do you kind of put that into play in a relationship in terms of if one person's really because like for my instance, my husband, he wouldn't need to like do anything. He doesn't need to lose weight. He's really healthy. He eats like you know, like, the meat and potatoes, and that he's fine, and it doesn't affect him, um, whereas I have all these dietary restrictions, <laughs> so it makes it really hard, like, how do you kind of, like, play that sort of game? Wow, this makes me feel, um, I don't know, I, I <laughs> or how do you, how have you, how have you and your husband kind of, like, I guess the I'm game? really lucky, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I, he,
1: um, I feel like I gave up meat, let's see, four years ago? and when I met him like that was like I was kind of like in that bulk of like intuitive eating so and especially when you're like dating someone new like you you eat out all the time and then you don't want to be that one that has a salad like so you kind of like match what your partner is eating right yeah so we'd have like California burritos and pasta and ice cream and then beer and wine and (laughs) and then I gained I think like when I first met him, probably like seven or eight pounds, but I had already gained five pounds from intuitive eating. So, and I always carry my weight loss, well, so I never really noticed it until right. like I'm like, oh shit, like I've gained weight. So then I gave up meat because that just had said something that I had always wanted to do. And then he he even told me like this was like when you like started to really shift everything, <laughs> and he's like you changed up the game. <laughs> and then <laughs> But. Um, I gave up meat and, like, I mean, again, being in San Diego, that was really easy. And I still eat fish, so I guess I'm not completely vegetarian. Um, but when he got deployed last year, mm. what is it now, 2019, a couple of years ago, I don't know, I gave up dairy and I had felt this, like, really huge calling to get rid of it and, like, I feel like that's, like, the next level of, like, really deepening that, like, okay, I know this doesn't serve me because I went to and actually, uh an intuitive what does he call himself a medical medium or something like that um and i had got been like feeling like i was trapped in my body like i still had this like residue and now i realize i'm like oh it was totally energy but i would go to the doctor's office and i'm like hey like i teach like almost 15 yoga classes like vinyasa power yoga and i work out six times a week and i eat pretty well like why do I feel like I'm just carrying an extra 10, 15 pounds on my body? And they're like, oh, like, just, like, eat better. And, like, I was in grad school for nutrition, so I'm like, what? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, like, there's something I felt, like, hormonally, because, like, how could I, like, address this? And then this medical medium told me, like, hey, you're actually, like, really intolerant to dairy. Like, you need to give that up, like, immediately. And I had, like, a parasite that was, like, feeding off of it. So I gave up dairy, and this weight literally, like – I, I think I lost, like, in between, that I lost, like, five pounds, and then, I don't even know, but, like, it fell off, and it, it wasn't even that much weight, but people were, oh, my God, like, you look so great, like, not that you were, like, heavy, like, you were always, like, like, a smaller person, but, like, there's just something about you that, like, you just feel like you have a lighter, like, you just look lighter and healthier, I'm, like,
0: <laughs> so when he came
1: back from deployment, I had this whole new way of living, and I was only cooking for myself, so it made it so easy. So maybe that's where I got the cheat in, like yeah, because he
0: was gone, mm-hmm. so you never had to go through that sort of like transition. Yeah, with him there. Yeah, I, know, I guess it's almost. <laughs> I guess easier. that is how. Yeah, it, it was almost easier, and I was just by myself.
1: And like the friends I like, ooh, like hung around were vegan too, so made it
0: really easy. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not sure it would have been as easy had <laughs> he been around, him. but when he came back, he was like, what, you don't eat cheese? Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, no! <laughs> we have to eat at
1: vegan restaurants all the time now. <laughs> he was very like, anti like i think that like you go through a huge transition when you come back from a deployment like it's kind of like getting to know each other and then i changed like a He's lot like, Who is this person and what <laughs> have you he done with my wife it.
0: that's awesome
1: so there's this book called like oh my god it's really popular a lot of like uh it's it's like they cuss in the uh book
0: oh you are a badass! no you are a badass no no no, no it's
1: a cookbook and it's, oh. like, How to Eat Like You Give a Shit. That thing was oh. called,
0: like, that. Oh, I love that title. <laughs> I was thinking Thug
1: Kitchen. But yes, yes, yes. Is it Thug yeah. Kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> but there's one that's, like, How to Eat Like You Give a Shit. And it's a vegan one.
0: <laughs> oh, my god!
1: And so uh, he bought me that. And, like, we kind of, like, started, like, making recipes on there. And, like, he, I'm telling you, he grew up in a small town. Like, his dad is, like, Quintessential meat and potato so, guy. Yeah, and I'm, how
0: does his family feel? Like when you go to visit, like what do you do? Like how does that work? So I
1: eat fish, and that like is really my saving grace. So they always buy me like salmon when they do like barbecues and stuff like that. But I've found out that my. Uh, de- father-in-law has actually like really reduced his meat intake and like wow. now swaps fish at the steakhouse and I'm like,
0: Rick? Rick carrillo did this? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm changing Rick Slash. <laughs> oh my goodness. In inadvertently. You're <laughs> yeah.
1: changing you're, change, you're changing the way people He's eat. like, I can't confirm or deny,
0: but <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> He's like a, so like stuck in his ways. <laughs> like he has a routine with everything. Where are they
0: from? Where mid, what Midwest part of? Oh, he's from Northern or,
1: California. Oh, okay. Um, really tiny town. Um, the city was literally or town I should say it was in a Hallmark movie. Like it was the setting for it. Oh my gosh, uh, it's, it's called Grass picturing. Valley.
0: Oh yes, I've heard of they it. They grow a
1: lot of pot out there, is what I'm told. Well, that's why it's
0: called Grass <laughs> Valley. <laughs>
1: thought of that but it's like an hour um between like Reno and Tahoe or oh yeah this is way up north yeah wow it's really small town though and like literally everyone knows everyone
0: oh my gosh well I mean it makes for makes for uh slim pickings when it comes to eating (laughs) oh yeah I've never like tried to eat vegan there but Yeah, so back to
1: the husband thing. So (laughs) like, he still eats meat like on the weekends. Like he loves bolognese. Like that's his current obsession. (laughs) And we've tried. I'm like, let's try vegan ones. And he's like, it's not the same. Like, yeah. But he still treats himself to meat. And but I think like the cool thing is is like again using Pinterest like. There are so many like great like recipes that like people have taken the time to create like that's not my thing like i kind of organically do it but i'm not like let me create a recipe for someone like i'm not a food blogger so okay. i utilize food bloggers like geniuses and <laughs> um he like we make like we go in the plan to eat like we did this this sunday and like i'm like choose some things that you want and we like put the recipes in the plan to eat app had the recipe list made put an amazon prime order and then like they're all vegan and they're like all things he wants to eat like there are so, like, many great, like, recipes
0: out there. And you get the recipes from Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And then you put the recipe in the plan to eat. Mm-hmm. And then it just automatically populates the grocery yeah, list. Yeah, you're, like, so it's, like, plan, uh, or recipes, plan, shop.
1: And so then you put the recipes and then you plan them out. Like, okay, Monday you, like, drag and drop. It's so, like, I gotta intuitive. Do yeah, no, um, I gotta do this. And then you it's, like, all right, shop. And then it, like, literally, like, brings up a grocery list for you and then you can go like oh I already have olive oil take that off I have onions I'll take that off and then at the end you have just one long list it's like produce uh, grains blah 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 and then so then when I'm in the grocery store I guess it makes it a lot easier because it's sectioned but we did Amazon Prime this weekend so then I was just
0: like okay like okay and then just dragging everything oh my god thank god for Amazon Prime yeah (laughs) oh my god that's a game changer right there having your groceries delivered Whew, especially mm-hmm. when you're running around and it's just like, and, like no just go to the last thing. There's no excuse. Yeah. Plus, I also feel like I go to the grocery store and I get sucked into buying things that I wouldn't have yeah. bought. Huh? It's so and it's all marketing, right? Uh-huh. So you see it and you're like, especially if you go to the grocery store and you're hungry at all. Oh, <gasps> worst mistake. <laughs> Danger. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I've like gone into the. If grocery you do store that, and... my thing is go get a kind bar and eat it. See, I would do kind, but I can't because I'm morphed oh, to nuts. Right. <laughs> but I mean, or no. find one yeah, bar, find, find like, something without. If you go to like Sprouts or Barons, that's something what we have without here. nuts that I can mm-hmm. eat. But just something that's going to sustain you so that you're not because sometimes starving. I go to the grocery store after the gym, and I'm oh, the that's person is like ravenous. As
1: soon as I am done working out, I need to eat, and my husband can like go hours, and I'm like, oh, no, like, <laughs> and I did, and even if I put like a gap and I'm like, okay, I can hold this off. Like my body catches up to me. Like I, last night I like caught myself eating like rice cakes at like eight o'clock at night, just mindlessly eating them. I'm like, again, that physiological need comes in. But yeah, find a snack that you like that's... at the grocery store. And then if I go there after the gym, that's what I do. I'm like, all right, I'll take like a banana and then like this and I'm like, sorry, I ate it. Like they're not gonna get mad at you. No. <laughs>
0: I know, right? Yeah, I've always thought about that. Like, if I go to the grocery store and I'm hungry and I just open something up and start eating it in the store, is anyone gonna scold me? I mean, I would have been scolded as a child, but I do that all the time.
1: They can't, it's not stealing until you walk out of the store with it.
0: What if you finish the whole box? No, then <laughs> just be like, you can
1: throw that away. <laughs>
0: it's like, oops, sorry, I just put it back on the shelf. Just leave it there for later. <laughs> I've seen people do that. I was going to say, I actually got like a box of something recently, and I don't know how. And it was empty? It, was, it wasn't necessarily it was empty, but it was missing something, but it had never been opened, which was really weird. Oh, maybe manufacturing. So maybe manufacturing, but I was just thinking about that. Like, what if somebody like... Oh, I'm sure people do that. I Maybe they opened it from another way. I don't know. But <laughs> I was really pissed because I felt like I got gypped. <laughs> but I know it happens. But, yeah, I've always wondered about that because that, you know, comes back to, like, clearing your plate. If you don't mm-hmm. eat all your vegetables, you're mm-hmm. going to get in trouble. Like, don't eat that in the grocery mm-hmm. store. Like, rules, 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 authoritarian. Oh, and then, like, I make my own. <laughs> forgetting, forgetting that you're an adult and you can, like, you do, whatever you to, want. do whatever you want. I think that's the other thing, too. I know that, like, when I first moved out of the house, and I could eat whatever I wanted, oh, yeah. whenever I wanted. I kind of went crazy, like, and I ate like shit. Like, I ate, like I was like, hell yeah! I, I think can that's go, where that
1: freshman twenty comes from.
0: Yeah, I can go and buy a bag of Doritos, <laughs> and I can like eat the whole thing in one sitting if I want to. And at that point in time in your life, you like you don't feel physically ill after doing yeah. that when you're that age. It's more of like you just you're probably high and hungry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just smoked a couple bowls and you just want to eat a bag of Doritos. <laughs> That but, sounds like a stomachache. Yeah, but now. now it's like, oh God, forget about it. If I have like four, I'm just done for. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just so funny how your body changes as we age, how you used to be able to tolerate something and then you can't. And I know for my husband, he's always saying that like, I love milk and I'll always be able to drink milk and this and that and the other and then... I just wonder what it would be like for him if he, like, gave it up. And then – because I feel like that's really the ki- the caveat is when you kick something mm-hmm. and then you have it again, like you said, and you feel so – It's done a- for you. <laughs> awful. You're just like, okay, that totally lost its luster. Because mm-hmm. I know for me, like, I don't eat pizza anymore at all. Um, oh, oh, you should get the vegan kind. Oh, it's not even that, though. It's oh. like I had a bad experience. Oh. like I had a, Oh, no. Like, I had, like, a, um, I had a pizza, and I used to love – like, my vice was always, like – a deep dish oh, from deep pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's like deep dish pizza with like um, pineapples. And that was my favorite. And then I got food poisoning. Oh. I got food poisoning from vegan pizza the other day. Oh, no. (laughs) So I know how you feel. I'm like, it's iffy right now. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like literally, like I threw up probably like close to like 17 times in 24 hours and (gasps) I was literally like so ill. I was to the point where I was like, okay, we're going to need to go to the hospital because like I'm losing fluid. (laughs) I'm losing fluid. My lips were all chapped. I felt horrible. I could barely move. You know, I've never been that sick to the point where I felt like (laughs) dying. Like I literally felt like. like, the thought of getting up to go to the hospital was incredibly exhausting, overwhelming yeah. and exhausting. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And I've never felt that sick before. But I haven't I've I haven't touched pizza since because that taste, just the taste mm. of pizza itself, I think it's the tomatoes. It, it sticks with you, you know? How when long ago was that? Oh, God. This was, like, last, I want to say it was probably, like, this time last year. So it's probably been a year so I haven't had pizza since I haven't had cheese since I mean I've had I think I've had a little bit of cheese here Mm. and there but I I noticed that when I do eat because that was like it for me after that I was like I'm done with dairy I I can't do (laughs) melted cheese I can't just I just can't and I when I do when I when I have a little bit I notice my body just reacts in this way Mm. it's awful it's Mm -hmm. really uncomfortable it's just I feel gross I feel like you said low vibe and I know like I think mean, when we sat down and I talked, I told you a big part of why I really wanted to change the way that I ate and made sure I was making mindful choices was because being high vibrational is so important when you do oh, yeah. any, type of, any type of work, energy work, and connection to spirit. And it just, like, was something I wanted to do for myself. And um, it's amazing what that can do, how it can drag you down if you're not oh, eating yeah. well. And it just, you really notice a difference. And I think the average person, like you said, we're so people vibrate and co- consistently at this lower so we mm-hmm. operate from this kind of like lower vibrational sort of plane and feeling all the time that when you start to eat well mm-hmm. it's like you said people said they saw you and they're like oh my gosh you look so different you yeah look lighter you look you're like glowing. five pounds <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like it and, and you know it's like it's more of like it's an it's, essence. It's an essence, yeah, because you you your body is literally regenerating everything that you oh, yeah. you eat. It uses it. You as are fuel. what you eat. You are what you eat. One hundred percent. Yeah, that.
1: Have you ever read um, nutrition for your intuition? It's by no. I think I brought this up to you too. I think so. Yeah. Uh, it's by uh, what's that really famous? She makes the cards. Um, hmm. Doreen virtue. Doreen virtue. Yeah, yeah, she wrote it, and it's pretty like straightforward with what it said, like because I have a very strong understanding of Reiki, I'm like, oh, well, duh, like, red foods, like, will help my uh, root (laughs) chakra. But she goes into, like, a deeper way of, like, um, like, it clears, like, where our bodies are literally a vessel. Like, so if we're eating crappy, like, foods that are low vibration and they're processed, like, there's literally no life in them. So why should we feel alive from that? Um, But also, too, like, I think we just, like, kind of, like, accept the shitty norm like like it is what it is like it's status quo (laughs) like yeah so some of us like and maybe that's not part of like our life's journey for some people is like to explore like higher versions like they are okay with like whatever it is like living mediocre (laughs) but some people like like their food is what is holding them back like I said in the beginning like with their careers and stuff like I get that all the time, like, can you help me quit my job, and, like, I've done that, so I know how to, but that's not necessarily, like, my line of work, but I can, like, say, like, food, like, solving that relationship, or, like, healing it, rather, like, and considering it, like, a relationship to your body as if it were, like, your significant other, like, how that plays so much into, like, other arenas of our life, like, one thing I posted on social media, and I was, like, I got so much, like, positive response from it, and I was, like, I thought everyone like looked at it that way it was like all right if I like I was the the subject of caffeine and I can't like I can have it in very small amounts like I can have like one to two cups of coffee a week and like my body will take it and like thank god for that I don't know how (laughs) long that's gonna last I'm approaching 28 (laughs) so but um then it became a point where I started to notice like my was like a fiend for it and like I had it three times a day, and then, like, <laughs> just, <laughs> and then, I <laughs> but I know the difference of not having it, and it's just, like, light and dark, like, and again, that medical medium told me, don't drink caffeine, and I was just, like, mm, like, I'll just test this out, but I get rid of caffeine and dairy, and that's when people were, like, oh my god, like, you just, like, exude, like, so much lighter energy, like, and people that aren't even, like, spiritual, they're just, like, you just look good, mm-hmm. I'm, like, what five pounds? And I'm like, it's my energy. But like I was saying to on the I was on Instagram stories and I was like, yeah, like if I like it's not that I'm like doing this from a restrictive mindset, like you can't have coffee, it's bad for you. But like, all right, my body's giving me a message. I had a headache, I didn't feel good. And if I ignored that and gave in to the idea of drinking a cup of coffee, I was literally ignoring my body. If I ignored my husband and he had like a need or like, hey, like when you do that thing, it doesn't make me feel good he would not feel loved, like, that's not, like, that's, right. it is what it is, so then I was, like, that is, like, an act of self-love, it's not bubble baths, and, like, those are, like, <laughs> one area of, like, or getting your nails done, like, self-care, physically. Ca-
0: uh, how, hashtag self-care <laughs> Saturday yeah, or yeah. Sunday.
1: <laughs> and, like, putting the face mask on, like, that's a physical way, but, like, True self-love is, like, those moments, like, when you stand up for, like, your body and your mind and whatever needs, like, you have, like, when it's inconvenient.
0: Yeah. when You listen to what it's telling you mm-hmm. and you act upon it yeah. versus, like, just... Oh, it's okay, like... <laughs> Oh, I'll man. ignore when you say that. That is so funny that you say. It. It's just I feel like it's diff. It's such a difficult thing to put into practice, and I yeah, don't, and what take again, take it back to self worth, right? Yeah. Am I worthy of of listening to my body? Mm-hmm. And then you know that whole like, am I worthy of just putting in the time and the effort? Oh, self, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you think I think it's one thing to know it, but I think it's one thing to really like live it. Oh, yeah, it, it
1: takes time we aren't taught this like we have Mm -hmm. to like literally like seek out these answers on our own and maybe that's like part of like one's healing journey or like purpose of being here on earth
0: yeah Um,
1: I usually feel like when people like go on that journey to like find themselves and like discover like a deeper part is when they find their like passion
0: yes
1: (laughs) it's like the shadows lead you to the light but yeah like think about it our moms like never knew that like like mm-hmm. millennial generation mothers, like so they were probably born in like what? Like the sixties, seventies? Yeah, like I think
0: my parents were people born didn't in the take 50s, care yeah. of
1: themselves. Like and then the fifties, like self
0: care was not like a thing and like you took care of your man. You yeah. stayed behind you stayed in the kitchen and yep. you cooked and you took care of the family and You were not a, like a priority. No. So not it's, at all.
1: it's generational. Like this is like our opportunity to change that. If
0: we don't then like we're losing out on a lot. We're we're healing a generational yeah. wound is really yeah. what we're doing. Yep. It's like they always talk about generational healing, going back and healing what the patterns and beliefs of our ancestors. And that's just, you know, that's a difficult, that's a difficult undertaking. It's a lot of burden. <laughs> it's a lot of burden. But you're literally like the one to be like, the buck stops here. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The buck stops here. Literally, like we're like, and that's just, I think that's such a, I think, like you said, it's just a difficult place. It's a difficult space to operate from. all When you all. have no
1: point of reference, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now we do. Like, girls growing up now, like, have, like, cool people to, like, like, actually, like, idolize, like, I don't know. Someone who's I think is, like, a really good body positive is, like, Beyonce. Like, she has, like, those natural curves and, like, but then we take it, like, to, like, a crazy, like, obsessive level where, like, oh, I want to look like Kim K. And, like, yeah, it's, like, Taking what, like, this cool opportunity we are and, like, taking it in the right direction. Like, Mm -hmm. not going crazy or obsessing or, like, wanting something that, like, you'll never be. Like, I'm never going to look like Beyonce and I'm okay with that. Right. But I'm still, like, strong and exude that, like, strength and, like, fit energy that I want to, like, in my own way.
0: Right. And then as far as, like, exercise, how much do you think plays into, like... A healthy lifestyle, like like as far as like, because I really feel like I've always been told it's eighty percent what you eat, twenty percent what you do physically. Do you feel like that's kind of that you found that to that be true? <laughs> I don't know where I've heard it, but I feel like it's just sort of like I hear that all, all 70, the time. 30, yeah. 80,
1: 20, and I think that's just like to play into the idea of balance. Like you don't have to eat like obsessively clean, like I right. got to, but like you do have to like it has to be a focus. Like I will notice a difference, like if I like versus like what my body looks physically like what I'm eating like very easily like in the summer or in the winter I just naturally put on a little bit more weight because it's colder and etc but as far as exercise I feel like people should do what feels good for them like there's no like you don't have to weight train yes that is like very uh beneficial for your bones and your muscle as you get older like yeah probably two times a week something that creates like strength in Mm -hmm. your body like you want to be strong right um but other than those other two days like I always say like at least three times a week I personally aim for five and I give myself the weekends off because I want to hang out with my husband and my friends and I don't want to spend time getting ready going to a yoga class which sometimes I do but um finding like that like Thing that you like because if it's something you hate like I hate like cardio so and I'll do it but it has to be in like a fun environment like a right. spin class and then I'll want to go back but like if someone's like oh you have to run every single day I'm not gonna do it right and then I just think exercise sucks and then I'm never gonna go work out again yeah
0: <laughs> yeah no definitely I feel like exercise for me is where it comes to into play like I work with a trainer and then like we do strength training but then I like try to get at least three days a week of exercise but mm-hmm. So I do the strength training one day, and then I do like yoga another day, and then I do like a cardiovascular, like yeah. a hike, like a big hike. That's a great range, and like, that's <laughs> that's kind of like all my schedule really allows for yeah. right now. But I do notice that like there was a point in time where at one point um, I was doing like a liver cleanse because I had like high enzymes, and mm-hmm. I ended up. Um, I think I was just ju- I wasn't really juicing, but I was doing like smooth vegetable smoothies, like mm-hmm. beets, like root vegetable smoothies, consistently for probably like three or four weeks, and I actually during that time hadn't really been exercising a whole lot, and I Mm -hmm. literally saw, and I think I was, I was eating two normal meals, and then I was having this smoothie in the morning for breakfast, and um, my liver enzymes of course went down, but I also lost, I think I lost like 12 pounds in like a month. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, and it was, it was, it was wild because people said the same thing to me, you look like you're glowing. Yeah. I even remember looking at pictures back from that time, and it's like, it's so true that, but I really do think, you know... it was kind of interesting because I was like, man, I haven't really been exercising, like, a whole lot. It was more of, like, it was 100% my focus on the diet. Yeah. And, you know, cutting out gluten. At that time, I think I cut out gluten, too, because the doctor wanted to rule that out as well. Yeah. Are you intolerant? I think I am. I do. I, I truly do. And I am having four Krispy Kreme donuts. Like, <laughs> clearly that's why my stomach was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think I'm gluten intolerant. Um, And so I really do try to limit the amount of, like wheat in my diet and really kind of watch it and um I just feel like my caveat is so and I hate to say this but I feel like it's my husband I feel like (laughs) he's like the biggest it's so hard I mean for a while before
1: I like didn't before I gave up dairy I still like my husband was like a meat and potatoes guy like he still is in some ways but he's expanded his palate which I'm very proud of him for (laughs) but we, I cooked two different meals. Like, I would go yeah. to the store and, I mean, I had the flexibility in my schedule. I've always, like, for the past two years I've worked from home. So, but I would, like, if I cooked him a regular burger, like if I was making burgers for dinner, I would buy him the ground beef and then I would buy me the veggie patty. Or if I was making him, like, steak and potatoes and veggies, I would get a salmon with potatoes and veggies. And it was the same thing, but it was just, like,
0: two different two different
1: modifications on yeah. the entree. Eventually like now it just became one. I don't know how. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm thankful though. for that. Though. Oh my gosh, that's awesome that he they, they will catch on. Like I have client a client now and she's like her husband,
0: I, it's, what is it with guys and milk? Like, dude, I don't know, but they, think, <laughs> it's a thing. I, I think they think like it's going to make them stronger <laughs> or something. Cause my husband literally, he'll take like a glass of milk and he will down the whole thing. Right. And it's not even like he drinks it over time. It's literally like, he'll like drink the whole thing in like 10 minutes. And I'm just like, how do you do that and not feel ill? Ugh. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> it's a thing. Like I was talking to, I had coworkers a while ago and then they
1: were saying how they ate pizza and with a glass of milk and then my, oh, husband, my husband does the same thing and my husband's like that's so good like you never done that before I'm oh like my god. I have literally been repulsed by the idea of milk since I was a child like I would literally like drip the milk off the cereal because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like I just want the cereal
0: oh my god but gosh.
1: he doesn't drink milk anymore and
0: I don't know why I should ask him why he gave it up but that's a thing (laughs) I was gonna say because I can do like I notice I can have like a little bit of lactate milk and I I do okay I don't think it tastes good I you know it's so bad and it goes back to coffee too because like I feel like that's like the one thing I don't know that I would be able to like completely kick
1: I that's like your least worry (laughs) I know right (laughs) but my client's saying like her husband like such a cheese person and she Mm -hmm. gave up dairy because she's allergic to lactose and he doesn't drink milk anymore now because like and I she just like did her own thing and like he cooks for himself she does my meal plan she does coaching with me and then it was just like they kind of lived two separate lifestyles as far as like eating yeah but like now he's like well you look good like I want to start like looking and feeling as good as you are and like gave up the dairy and then he tried to reintroduce it and the same thing it was like
0: oh I feel so sick like I'm never doing that again it's like it plays out on us all It does, <laughs> right? It totally happens on its own. I know that, oh, this one time, you know the Naked Cafe, which is like a cafe we have here in San Diego. Have you ever been there? It's in, um, Point Loma. I think there's one call. It's no. the Naked Cafe or oh, Native the- Native Foods. Oh, yes. Native I've Foods. I've been there. Yeah, so there's this really, I think it's delicious. Everything they have there, I oh, feel it like is. it's really good. Um, and it's a vegan, res- vegan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a vegan restaurant and, um, I didn't. uh, I didn't know it was vegan the first time I went there. Me neither. I had no idea. I thought it was just vegetarian. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And I ordered like this, like their because they they label everything as like the chicken burger or the burger, and like so you're just kind of like, "Okay," and I didn't really like read the the blurb that says like, "Oh, it's tempeh" or whatever. Yeah. And I ordered it and I was like, this is freaking delicious. I got to take my husband here. So I took him there and he saw, they had their little billboard outside and it said like the avocado bacon burger and he was so excited. He was like, hell yeah, I'm going to get that. And so he ordered that and it came and it was like this. Um, it looked
1: weird. Yeah. It looked
0: weird and it tasted funny and he was literally expecting like a burger. <laughs> <laughs> and of course it's like fake bacon, you know, not like fake bacon. From like fake, coconut. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't like it. He did not like it. He, he was literally like, what the fuck is this? And then the guy comes up and you know how they come around and they're like, yeah. he's like, is everything okay? Can I get you anything? And Sean goes, where's the beef? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, hon, I'm so sorry, but this, you, I told you this is like a vegetarian restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but it said there was a bacon avocado burger. <laughs> I was like, it's their version of a bacon I, avocado burger. I think
1: it just changes over, like the taste buds. Like to me, yeah. all the tasting things. To my, my husband, gets like irritated. I'm like, this tastes just like beef. Right. And yes. then I give it to him like, that's disgusting. Like I'm like, you <laughs> suck. Like I think this like this made my day. Like I felt like I was eating like a steak and it was a mushroom. Like, <laughs> it's like oh that does not God. taste like it. <laughs>
0: oh no, I love it. I I I. I think that if it's prepared well... Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Pinterest. I tried tofu. I tried to, like, make oh, some... Oh, get an
1: air fryer for tofu.
0: That shit... I was going to say, that shit is hard to prepare oh, and prepare yeah. it well. Like, air fryer is- changes
1: your life. Oh, okay. I'll have to try that next They're time. They're, like, I- 50 bucks on Amazon, but... Um, I would, like, dry the tofu and then, um, bake it and then put it on the pan because it has so it has much a moisture. Lot of work. <laughs> it is. And so then I would just be, like, oh, all yeah, right, I'm okay with soy tofu. But then we got the air fryer. We literally just, like, pat it dry, put it in the air fryer for 15 minutes, and it's crispy. It tastes like chicken fingers, like, to me. Really?
0: Wow. I'll have to try that. because. Mm-hmm. I can never because Mashawn was like, he got on Pinterest. He was like, I'm gonna make you this like vegetarian meal. And he tried to like do something with tofu. Oh, dry it. And off. he tried to dry it. And then he was like patting it and like doing all these things. And he's like, I spent fucking forever trying to make this meal for you. And it didn't I mean it was it it wasn't that I mean, I don't know. It could have be been better. And it's like I, I I totally was like so grateful for him to try and mm-hmm. do it. But I was also like this. I was like, yeah, I don't know about tofu. I don't know if we're going to introduce <laughs> the that air one. air Yeah, the air fryer will be a game changer then. Yes. Okay, well, I will have to make a mental note of the air fryer <laughs> because everything we tried just did not It work. takes, like, a lot of time otherwise. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, yeah. They I have see pre-dried that. ones, actually. No, that makes it easier because it's all the to get the They have a little bit more moisture. fat
1: and they're already seasoned, so you don't put anything on them and that otherwise like you're adding more like fat and seasoning to them and it might become like a higher fat bomb in my opinion so um but they're already done for you it's a smaller pack because it's like really dehydrated but those are good for people that are like on the go and don't want to put the time into
0: yeah i think that's always the like key wildwood, too like wildwood i think is the brand something like that i was just gonna ask you do you have any particular brands that are your favorite for, like, food. Yeah, <laughs> food <laughs> brands. Like, when we're at the grocery uh, store, what can we get? Yes.
1: Um, one brand that I love is Califia. It's the one almond milk that looks like a lamp. Is this with a K or with a C? C. Califia. So it, it's a really fancy-looking bottle, and it's, like, woo, like a lamp. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. They have it everywhere now. Um, That's, like, a really quality almond milk brand. There's only, like, three ingredients in it um and they also carry like cold brew coffees um they had eggnog um oh wow what is other brand another brand that i really like is beyond like for as far as like fake meats um they some of them are soy free i think and gluten-free um some of them aren't but um When I cook it, I'm like, this looks like real meat. And my husband actually eats that one and doesn't mind it.
0: It's the Beyond brand. Mm -hmm. Okay. They make the
1: burgers that look like they're pink inside. I was just gonna say, is that kind of like the impossible burger? I love the impossible from Swami's. Oh my gosh. My husband gets that every time. It does, it tastes
0: like meat. Yeah. (laughs) That blows me away. Has your husband tried that one? Um, yes, and we both really liked it. And his brother lives in Texas, and he came out for like I think his son's birthday and we were at Dave and Buster's and they had the impossible burger oh, really? and he's from Texas. So, you know, he eats like good meat yeah. like, all the time. And he was, well, I was like, Sean was like, this is so good. He was like, he was coming later. So he's like, let's order him an impossible burger and we won't tell him. Yeah. And <laughs> did he notice? <laughs> well, okay. So this is the thing. He didn't say a word and he ate the whole thing. And then we all were looking at him and he was just like, what? And we were like, did you like it? (laughs) Did you like that? And he's like, it was a little dry is what he said. And then Sean's like, well, you know, that's not real meat, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I knew it wasn't real meat. Like he tried (laughs) to play it off. He's like, oh, yeah, I eat veggie burgers all the time. They They put like heme or something in it, right? Mm -hmm. Which I don't understand how they even do that. It's like synthetic blood, right? Or no. So that's the heme is fr- is the iron in, in the, the hemoglobin, blood. right? Yes. Yeah. So
1: they took it and genetically like recreated it. And like it's all lab produced. And then I don't know how I know that one actually has wheat in it. But the beyond oh. one and it's not a bad choice. It's like Every time Mm -hmm. we go hiking or do, like, really intense workouts together, like, it's like, want to go to Swami's and get the vegan burger? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, he chooses that over a regular burger. It's good. It's so good. I had him have – the first time I had it – I was hungover. <laughs> and I was like, can you taste this? Like, this literally, like, I think it's real meat. And then he's like, that's good, but I can tell a little bit, like, that's like it's not, not a yeah. real burger. And I'm like, it's he's the like, way that's it good. Yeah. It's the it way looks it, like
0: it's barbecued. Yeah, and it's the way I think that when you do eat it, it kind of, like, the texture is almost perfect. Yeah. Because I feel like that's always what gives a veggie burger away is the texture. Oh, yeah. I feel like it doesn't hold together really well, or it kind of, like, falls apart. Or it tastes like beans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Like, if you're getting the, oh, my I get so gassy with those, too. I can't do the black bean burgers. I can't do those. But the I was really impressed with the Impossible Burger. So I highly recommend that one for sure for anyone who's, like, on the fence. Oh, no. My whole you, family ate it. Can you can you buy it somewhere? Or is that something that they can only buy, it like, in a restaurant? Honestly, I don't think they sell them in the store. I've seen the Beyond
1: products. So they have, like, sausages, which I've heard are, like, fantastic. Okay. I have to try um, that, too. They have the ground beef air quotes, um, and then the chicken strips. Chicken strips do not taste like chicken to me, but the beef does. Like, I could put it in spaghetti, and it just tastes like Italian seasoned meat. Wow. Um, And the patties, they sell those also. They put – those are made from all um, plants, and they use beet juice to make it look like it's medium rare. Does it taste like
0: beets? Can you taste no. the beets?
1: Because I feel like – I mean, my husband's like, well, it's not as good as the impossible – But he'll he'll still eat it, but it's not his favorite. I think it tastes great because it's crispy on the outside, Mm -hmm. and then it's, like, kind of juicy, and it has that meat texture. And I always love red meat when I did eat meat. Um, So it kind of makes me feel
0: like I'm indulging (laughs) little things. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel like, like you said, it's all about not, not feeling like you're, what do you call it, um... What, is, what the hell is the word I'm looking for when you, uh oh my god, depriving yourself. Oh yeah, no. Not depriving I yourself. feel like
1: that's why I think it's so easy for me, like, especially where we live, like, it is so easy for me to, like, give up meat and dairy. Like, I do not feel deprived, like, yeah. at all. It just literally is like, that doesn't feel good for me.
0: No, and you're from Vegas originally, yeah. so it's kind of like... Their
1: vegan scene is, like... Pretty off the charts, isn't it? Yeah, they yeah. have, like, one of the top vegan restaurants there I forget what it was called that I had chicken and waffles there vegan vegan chicken And I mean and waffles. It, just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's, it's healthy, healthy. <laughs> <laughs> let me preface that but sometimes I like to indulge and I was like holy shit like this tastes like so good <laughs> I had a it with Virgil
0: oh uh, my gosh was, he should tell I forget oh, what, what it was the was called. place called now I'm like I'm going I want to go to Vegas <laughs> soon and um I'm just curious what it was called I'll have to text it here once I figure it out. Yeah. It's like
1: something like Green Earth or Planet. Something like that. <laughs> Green Earth, Sustainable Planet. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like it's like you said. It's in Henderson, so oh, okay. it's like not on the strip or anything. No. There,
0: I was going to say there are no vegan restaurants, I think, on the strip, really. Honestly, probably now. I, oh, yeah. Well, even, when I get live there, I don't
1: go to the strip, really. <laughs> but um, I feel like now it's like so accessible, especially yeah. like in Vegas because they're like they have the hockey team and then they're get bringing the Raiders so they have to like really like cater to up. like people coming from everywhere because more audiences are coming here
0: yeah you are you gonna do like any kind of retreats or anything That's like so that funny. I literally like read your mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah so part of like changing up my program right now I'm working with like a coach um Invested in a comfortable amount of money, but enough to push me (laughs) to like where I need to go. Um, And she's having me restructure to be a group program. So women can like realize like they're not fucking alone. And I also kind of just repeat myself like a million times, like when I'm talking to someone. So it's like same message. And then still there's that individual aspect Um, that starts in mid-May. And then it's a 16 week course. And at the end is a retreat. So that's all included with their, tuition, if you will, or coaching package price. It's the first one's gonna be in San Diego because like I've never hosted any type of retreat. (laughs) So I would rather like do it in the comfort of like where I know people. Right. Um, but the end is like I think it's lands on um Labor Day weekend, that's the one in September. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they stay in a nice house together and then they get like pampered and it's kind of like a celebration of the self. Like you endured sixteen weeks of like a healing transformation, like like let's revel in this. Like, yeah, get your nails done, and there will be things like, like, uh, cultivating and bringing in like my favorite healers, like people that really like help me. Like, oh, like I should look in that in a new way but yeah, that's the, my first retreat.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Congratulations. That's going to be really cool. I, I was so. going to say, are you going to write a book? Cause I feel like, I oh my God, oh my God. I was oh <laughs> feeling like, I've been, like, sarah so, has been telling me like, ask her about the book, ask uh, her about the book. Uh, and I'm uh, like, <laughs> are you going
1: to write so a book? So this coach actually, so part <laughs> of like the investment was the people that I'm in a group with were co-writing a book. Um, oh, wow. actually, divided into two groups so there's um five women in our group and then there's another five women like starting a little later than us um but we're co-writing it so we each are responsible for a chapter and so right now we're like focusing on like creating a process of like she's basically saying like this is how she does business and like this is how you should do it and i'll take her because she's very successful (laughs) so i'll listen to whatever you tell me but then along the way once we like establish that process and like understand how to sell um we're also responsible for, like, I don't know how many word count, but enough to cover a chapter. And it's basically, like, I'm sure we'll probably discuss, like, this is an arena uh, that I'm, like, really, like, passionate about or, like, something that I think whatever the book's going to be about that we each have to share, like, our story. So, like, everyone can feel, like, whoever reads the book is just, like, it can relate to at least one person because there's ten perspectives in each chapter. So that comes out in June. So oh for, wow! Right, so I'm like wow. pretty busy right now. I'm like, when are we gonna do this? But I'm like, as soon as this all like folds out, like
0: I'm gonna be like, holy crap! I'm writing a book. I'm starting a new program. I'm like, ah, you're doing a retreat. That's yeah, amazing. So, so as far as the retreat goes, are you planning on making that like a recurring thing with oh, every yeah. when you do as the group part coaching? Of, yep. Um, it was something I
1: kind of was like oh no like who am I to throw a retreat oh my god self-worth right we yeah. right back to our limiting and release. then I'm like who am I not to throw a retreat like why can't like, why not me like I don't have a vacation. my bachelor's is literally in event management so I'm like I know what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> so um, but I'm like how do I like lead all these women but then my coach is like I feel like you should do a retreat and she like literally like took the words out of my brain I'm like all right, like you told me I need to do it. So that's going to be like part of the program. Like they pay this amount to a get coached group. And then once a month is a one-on-one session. And, um, at the end of the 16 weeks, so four months, um, is this retreat and everything's included except like flights, transportation, and, um, I think that's it because I'm providing house and food.
0: That's Awesome wow oh my God! <laughs>
1: that's fucking exciting. that's like that makes it
0: so real saying that
1: I know <laughs> I right just like I watched her video on Sunday like because we get like modules in between and then she's like just channel like write down everything that took you to get to where you got like because that's what people are paying for like they want like what well, you yeah. achieved mm-hmm. so I'm like all right like I did this 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 and then I just like have all these huge post-it notes in my office and then I just would sit down to type and I'm like all right that goes with that that goes with that and I'm like there's a module there's a
0: module and it took me a couple hours but I'm like I have everything done before you know it you have a program yeah wow wow that's inspiring now I can talk about it (laughs) I'm so glad you (laughs) can talk about it here this is exciting because I feel like it's just the timing is perfect and Mm -hmm. I think coming into this year 2019 is such a huge year. I feel like everyone's shifting. Oh, I feel like yeah. we're laying down the bricks and let's hope like those are good bricks. <laughs> yeah, we want a strong foundation mm-hmm. for sure. And I think that it's just I'm so excited to see where it goes and oh, Thank you. Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy for you. I just <laughs> thank think you. So I feel that. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm really I'm so excited for you because I just feel like you're just this, like, it's so nice to have someone. Like, there's a lot, especially in the health and wellness industry, there's a lot of people out there who just have to make a quick buck. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice when you can find someone who's authentic. Oh, and so, yeah, I'm so excited to see where you take it and everything. Thank so, you. <laughs> i so excited. Um, do you have any questions or is there anything you wanted to talk about? Like, anything else? I feel like we covered so much. <laughs> we did. We <laughs> literally were just gabbing for like an I hour know. and a half. <laughs> no one finds it boring. <laughs>
1: um, no, I just want to say like thank you for having me on here, and um, just know that wherever, whatever you're investing in, like make sure it's something that's going to take you to your long term vision, like not a short term, and not out of scarcity or fear, like continue to, like, make decisions from, like, a space of love, like, is this loving for myself, is this gonna show harm to myself, but go back to, like, who you are and what you really want and not, like, what you should be doing or um what you're supposed to do and that plays a lot into like that self-worth thing that we've been basically like theming around the entire hour however long we spoke it's (laughs) literally
0: like digging it into the ground I feel like yeah but
1: I feel like it's just do the work it takes time but like you you are worth the time and like literally time doesn't exist
0: (laughs) time is is a construct (laughs) yeah it
1: is so like even when you think like things are not working like your angels are up there rooting for you and it's because like they're like oh my god it's all around the corner and like yeah it might be like a year away but like yeah it, it will happen if you do the work like whatever it is you're going after like in terms of like taking care of yourself
0: so did you ever think that you'd be doing this no
1: <laughs> <laughs> I fought it for so long like right. I there was a point where like it was just very natural like okay like I need to just do this, and I don't even think I really wanted to start a business. Right. And then it just like I tried to apply to all these jobs. I was just talking my therapist. I go to therapy. Yes, I do. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm telling
0: you, my meditation teacher says if your meditation's going well and your sits are going well, like you're gonna end up in therapy. It's just gonna <laughs> yeah, happen. It's that's gonna so happen. True. <gasps> you start doing the work by yourself. Things surface. Things surface that you can't always tackle on your own. So that's why we seek out people like mm-hmm. you, like mentors and coaches, to help that's us. A so good we way have to that. Look at it. Yeah, because we have that. We need that sounding board you can't go at it alone you know we're all mm-hmm. helping each other we're all here to teach each other and to learn from one another so every coach and every healer needs a healer or a coach 100 <laughs> oh my god yes I finally went and got a reiki session today I haven't had one in like months yeah and I was like you know here I am doing reiki and like doing readings mm-hmm. and like I do self reiki but like to get it from someone else and actually be able to relax and hold, mm-hmm. have someone hold space for me holy shit, I needed that. Like, yeah. I needed that. Yeah. So, you know, I just, you know, you forget, I think, a lot of the time, too. Like, as much as we want to help people and we want to coach people, I think we have to remember that we can't give from an empty cup. Oh, so, God, no. <laughs> so finding out, seeking out those, those therapists, counselors, whatever it may be that we need to help us get there. But, Oh yeah, I, I preach therapy like no other. <laughs> I in <need> my therapist. <laughs> what was I talking about before? Oh no. Oh yeah, I asked you I said um how, if you ever thought like what kind of pushed you to do this? Oh. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like you said you were you were applying to jobs and like Oh
1: yeah, I was applying to like my job my goal was like hey, after graduation with from my master's program um just go find a job get used to the industry and then maybe like five years down the road you'll open your own practice like that was sort of kind of my goal like it was nothing definite (laughs) and i applied to hundreds of jobs like i was very like strategic about it like all right like am i okay with like giving up my freedom and my time to be at this place and then like it came down to it where I was just like, all right, well I'll just do that to like work on the side of my business. It was like split energy. Like I don't think the universe like really knew what I wanted. So (laughs) I wasn't really getting a lot of clients and then I wasn't like getting job feedback. So I was like, all right, I'm going to shut down the job search after hundreds of jobs. Then I got all these rejection letters and I'm like, it's like the universe is saying, like, no, 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 like, you cannot go back to doing that, like, you have something to share, and you can charge people and make a living, and like, we'll take care of you, just, like, share your gifts. So, right. when I stepped into that space, that's, like, things, like, just kind of, like, unfolded, like, another client wanted a book, and then another client wanted a book, and I'm like, oh, it was just me, like, fighting myself.
0: Blocking it. hmm 100% I feel you on that one. <laughs> oh, my God. If there's one it's thing gotta, I know. It takes so much trust. Again, takes time. (laughs) Yeah, trust and time and just faith. So, yeah. But, yeah, but you're killing it. (laughs) You're killing it. Oh my God. I'm so excited for the group thing. Sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that idea of like having other women support each other in the journey. I think that that is such a good idea. It's
1: like a unique space. Like, no, at the end, you get to meet these people. Like, yeah. But, like, it's a unique space because, like, Where else are you gonna find women on the, like, pretty much the same journey as you with, like, the same, like, mindset? Because, like, you're putting money out there to hire someone. And, like, that shows me, like, okay, like, this person's invested. Like, whenever I hire a coach, it's like, it's not just money I have lying around. (laughs) Like, I have to, like, pick up the resources. But then I'm like, all right, if I can, like, take care of myself this way, think of how I can show up for myself, for others. So, that's what I like. When someone invests me, I, like, take that so seriously. I'm like, I know what it's like to like fork out thousands of dollars, and like I'm doing it because I want someone that's been where I was or am, and to take me out of this space if I do that work. So, but having like a group of women, at first I was like hesitant, and I'm like, I wanted to be still individualized because nutrition is not like one size fits all. So there is still that individual aspect, but there is that group setting where it's like you have a support team, like because not everyone has that in their real life. So you still, there's a space, a container that can be created and you don't feel
0: alone. And you've also created that space of accountability with each each of the women. You you have to show up. Yeah, you have to show up and you have, you're not just showing up for you, but then it's also showing up for the other Mm -hmm. women too. Because so you all just play off of each other in this way. That's going to be Like Susie's doing great. Like Uh, I need uh, to step up my game. Like not even like a competitive.
1: It's just like, damn, like when I come to this call, like with like, Poor results because I'm not taking care of myself. Like, right. then I kind of feel sorry, like, or not, not guilt, but like, oh man, like, I really need to step in my game. Like, she's overcoming all these hurdles. Like, I have no excuse.
0: It's accountability. It mm-hmm. comes back 100% to accountability.
1: That's um, where I think people hire me. <laughs> that's,
0: no, 100%. And that's why I tell my trainer the same thing. That's why I work with a trainer instead of just going to the gym on oh, my yeah. own. Because I need the accountability. And I even said to you, like, that's why I want to work with you. Because I need the accountability. Oh, I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I uh-uh, remember you spent this money? Like,
1: you're literally paying for my vacation. Like,
0: let's get you some results. <laughs> So, yeah, definitely. So, hats off to you. I think what you're doing is amazing and you totally inspire me to just jump in for feet first with everything. Oh, so, thanks. I have to say thank you. <laughs> and um, so, where can people find you? Um, mostly on Instagram. Um, that's the easiest.
1: So, it's eclectic.wellness. So, E-C-L-E-C-T-I-C dot wellness. Um, and, yeah, I always share little tips and tricks. Like, I like to at least provide some sort of, like, true, real knowledge, like, because there's so much fake mumbo-jumbo out there, and also, like, just, like, again, preaching that balance thing, like, here's me eating a slice of pizza, because, like, I'm I a human, being. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, follow me, I would love for that to happen
0: awesome yeah and then so if people are interested in your coaching do they just can they just reach out to you directly through um instagram yeah or? i'm on there like all the time
1: <laughs>
0: ask my husband <laughs> even at a stoplight <laughs>
1: um you can message me on there i check my dms like every day and then um you can also email me um it's eclectic wellness sd as in san diego
0: at gmail Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for thank being you. Nia. I appreciate it. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. So be sure to check Nia out and check out her Instagram because she's always putting up and spreading the truth as far as <laughs> the what, good word the good word of nutrition and wellness and self-love and, you know, just feeling comfortable in your skin. So she's a great resource. And of course, if you want to work directly with her, reach out to her. Um, so, all right. That's it for now. Thank you guys so much. All right. Let's see. I'm